This episode of Pod Cemetery is brought to you by Valentine Brand Cake Boxes. Valentine Brand Cake Boxes. Our boxes are so big, you can put a head in them. Hello, my name is Chris. My name is Kelsey. And this is Pod Cemetery, where we dissect horror movies like the rotting corpses that they are. This week, 1981's X-Ray and 2001's Valentine. Kelsey, 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 are you excited about this week's episode? I'm excited for the second half. <laughs> this is, uh, it's Valentine's time. Yes. So we are actually doing two weeks of Valentine's Day horror movies. This is week one. Valentine's Day actually happens. And then we're going to do another episode of Valentine's Day stuff. We'll tell you what movies those are at the end of this episode. So stick around. Mm-hmm. Before we get into our first movie, Kelsey, why don't you ask me a Slash Cards trivia question? What Doctor Who actor played Peter Vincent in the 2011 remake of Fright Night? What Doctor Who actor? Mm-hmm. It's not our favorite. The only one I could say at it is not him. I can only imagine that Kelsey's talking about Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> is that right? No, no. I mean, is that who you were talking about? Is he from 28 Days Later? Yes. Yes, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. He only got one season. He was robbed. And then I stopped watching the show. So, <laughs> God, I don't even remember the remake. I don't know. David Tennant. That's probably who I would have guessed if I could remember his name. I was going to say. I couldn't remember his name. Jessica Jones, man. Because, yeah, you know what he's famous from? Jessica Jones. No, Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelsey. Yes. Two adaptations of stories by Stephen King have been nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Name those adaptations. Oh, good God. Just nominated. They didn't win. Just the fact that his movies were up for Best Picture yeah. worries me. I'll give you a hint. I'm going to guess one of them is The Shining. No. Really? Yeah. They are some of his movies that are not traditionally seen as being Stephen King. As a matter of fact, if oh you my told God, somebody it's Stephen stupid. King. Shawshank Redemption and, and the other prison one. Uh, <laughs> they are both prison movies. Yeah. That's true. Uh, John Coffey. Uh, the I, Green Mile. There you go. I was going to say, I'm confident you know what it is, but I want to hear you say the name. The Green Mile. I'm yes. fucking stupid. I forgot. Yeah, well, a lot of people do. Those were the only two movies of his that were nominated for Best Picture. The Shawshank Redemption, I understand. It's really fucking good. According to IMDb, it's the best movie of all time. And I don't know that I would been say for that. A decade. It's really good. Well, it just came about at a certain time where you know all the user reviews were happening on IMDb, and it was a very popular movie at the time. And now it has like this standing, and it will never fall from that. I'd be at really curious mile. to see what unseats it. I mean, really. Well, it didn't win. It's not very good. What else came out in that year? It's so silly. You're going to be disappointed. Uh, I will also say that The Sixth Sense- The Gladiator was 2001. I thought it was 2000. Oh, was it? Did it win? 
Oh, I'm sorry. It came out in 2000, so it, it was, was 2001. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what 2000 was. The Sixth Sense was also nominated, as was The Insider. Oh, I never saw that. And The Cider House Rules. Oh, God. An extremely I overrated movie. Yes, it is. Okay, I like that movie because I love Tobey Maguire, but, like, really? That movie's dumb. I will say that this, while being not an awful movie, was incredibly overrated at the time. I have no idea. What if I pointed to this uh, Stater Brothers bag right here? What would that make you think of? What if I told you that that Stater Brothers bag right there was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen? Beautiful bags? I don't know what you're trying to get me to figure out. What if I had a camcorder and I was filming that bag as it was blowing oh, in the breeze? Oh, American Beauty. Yes, yes. <laughs> American Beauty's stupid. <laughs> it has some things to say, and it's not awful. Oh, oh does it? Doesn't have something to say that um, not a million other things have said already. Right, right. No, it's pretentious, and that's its problem. Anyway, let's move on to X-ray, shall we? Oh yes, <laughs> let's. All right, X-ray is a piece of shit. From not, hey, we're not there yet. Oh. X-ray from 1981, also known as Hospital Massacre, also known as Ward 13, also known as Be My Valentine. Or else, <laughs> in case you had trouble finding it, it's called X-Ray and IMDb, so that's the name that we're going by, is a movie about a woman who goes to the hospital for the results of her most recent checkup, and she's kept there for an inordinate amount of time. Meanwhile, <sighs> people in the hospital are dying. That's what X-Ray's about. Yep. So we're going to make you sit through the trailer, and then when we come back, we'll talk about 1981's X-Ray. I beg of you, do not watch this movie. <laughs> uh, if, you're, if you are actually curious, you can watch it on YouTube. It's just available for free on YouTube. Hey, guys. It's Chris. I am in the car right now with Kelsey editing the episode on my laptop. We're on our way to the Griffith Park Observatory. And the, listen, there are no trailers for this movie. They're music videos, effectively. Look on YouTube. You'll find it for yourself. It's just visual clips of the movie with only music over the top of it. It's garbage. And I certainly am not going to take the time to edit a custom trailer for this movie. Even for you guys. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. This movie is not good. You'll hear us talk about it in just a second. But I'm sorry. You're just going to have to leave it up to your imagination to imagine what this trailer would have been. Anyways, cut back to us talking about X-Ray from 1981. Listen, Kelsey, I know you're dying to say it. Say it. Say what? What do you think about this movie? This movie gets a 0%. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this might be a quick first segment. We don't have a lot to say about X-Ray. It's kind of a pile of garbage. <laughs> it's really bad. And I don't understand why people like... People talk about this movie like, it's a fun romp. 
It's a cheesy horror movie full of bad special effects. It's fun. This is no room. It's no the room, I should say. And there are better bad horror movies. Which we'll talk about next week. And this week. Yeah. <laughs> both weeks are going to talk about bad horror movies that, that are, good. are fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. This is not one of them. Ah, made by Golan Globus. And when I saw that name, I was like, of course. And you don't know who Golan Globus is. <laughs> are uh, they're a production company and they made death wish and american ninja i have not seen either of those they made breakin as well as breakin 2 electric boogaloo nope <laughs> and masters of the universe oh yeah didn't they do fucking yeah it's he-man right yeah uh-huh which you love well, because I, I love He-Man and I love how campy the, the movie is, but it's a bad movie. I can recognize that. There's actually a documentary about Golden Globus, which is absolutely worth watching, called Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> you should check it out. It's way more interesting than X-Ray. We should probably talk about what happens. Like, okay, so legitimately the the synopsis that I told you about is basically... What happens in this movie? There, it starts out. You forgot out, the backstory. Yeah, Chris. the backstory is the backstory is that there is a young boy and girl, which are brother and sister or friends. friends. They're, friends. They're friends. They're hanging out, and there's this guy creepily, this other kid creepily watching them through the window, and the girl fr- finds a Valentine, and it's from this kid. Harold was his name, I believe. Yes, Harold. Harold. And it's Valentine. And she's like, hey, this is gross. And she laughs and she crumples it up and he sees that. So he breaks into the house and kills her by putting her head on. No, kills the friend. Oh, kills the friend. Oh, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Kills the friend uh, when she leaves the room by putting his head on a coat rack or something Mm -hmm. like that. And cut to... 19 years later. 19 years later. 19 years later. I wrote it down. 19 years later. How old is she supposed to be? That happened in 1961. So 19 years later would make it 1980. And if she was what? 12 there? She would have been 30. She was only 30. Yeah. Like in real life. She was born in 1950. There you go. So she was only 30. Uh, I'm talking about Barbie Benton. And she's already divorced with a child who's like eight. <laughs> yeah. She was on the love boat, among other things. She was also a Playboy playmate. Which will come into play with. Yeah, apparently. Uh, it was an open set on the day she needed to do her nude scene, which we'll talk about. Oh, my God. And I guess it was a packed room. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Oh, God. I hated this movie so much. <laughs> Right, we're stay on target. Kelsey. I have not stay on target. <laughs> I have not hated a movie this much, which is saying something, because when I think about movies I've hated that we've gone over so far, the first one that comes to mind is The Wolfman and Halloween remake, and this is worse than both of those. This is awful. So, uh, yes, she shows up at the doctor's office. So she's she's got a new job. Yeah. Which is forcing her to get a physical. Yeah. And so she she got the physical. Now she's showing up for the results. She's with going her with her fiance. Oh, that's right. Fiance. With her fiance. After she talks to her ex-husband, ex-husband and daughter. And daughter. The ex-husband tries to drop 
off the daughter early and she's like no we had an agreement i have to do this other thing i have other responsibilities like we agreed you should and then that's like the depth of that story so she goes to the hospital oh, leaves the and her fiance says isn't this the, the hospital where an insane patient ran amok That goes nowhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I think... No explanation. The insane patient, I think, was Harold. And yet, yeah. he's a doctor. Yep. So, well, spoiler alert, Kelsey. Right. You ruined it. I did. I ruined the ending. Okay. So, she goes to get the results. Her results are replaced by someone else's results, and they're very troubling, which is why the movie's called X-Ray, because a lot of the movie is spent looking at x-rays and they that, never they do not they explain never tell you what their concern is ever it is the most bizarre image well i mean it's supposed to be like her intestines and it looks really funky but, but it's supposed to be her chest it's her chest well there's one of her chest and then there's one of her of her torso oh. yeah and so like they they never like tell you but you're really what the concern is shit. yeah it's weird they never explain anything and my number one thing about this film is that why did she stick around for so long for her physical results well that but also <laughs> have these people never been to a doctor to yeah. a hospital before they have no idea how a hospital is run the shit that goes down in this movie okay okay i'll admit 81 i was not alive in 81 maybe doctors handled shit differently back then but I've been in plenty of hospitals. I've never seen a hospital run like yeah. this. So while she's being kept there for varying reasons throughout the movie, because they keep making up excuses why she needs to stay, she runs Without into... telling her what's yeah. going on, which is illegal to keep somebody in a place and be like, we're not going to tell you why, but for some reason we're strapping you down. Yeah, no, totally. They they physically restrain her and force her to stay and don't tell her anything. She runs into this nice doctor, which is actually the killer. Named His name is Harry. Harry. Which, if you were paying attention, it's a dead giveaway. Tell them who Harry is. Harry's the dad <laughs> from... What's the name of the movie? Society. I forgot. Society. Yes. It's the butthead. I am from a butthead. I am a butthead. <laughs> I am a butthead. <laughs> hey, 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 Bill. <laughs> from society. Um, and he, he, he like befriends her. But meanwhile, a bunch of people are dying. She gets a really uncomfortable physical examination again by a doctor who's not the killer. Okay, it's seriously erotic and suspenseful. Like, if that Super happened long. in real life, yeah, no, it's totally inappropriate. Zero reason for her to be naked. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is purely like we need a naked so woman. Early on in the movie, before I knew she was uh in Playboy, before I knew there was going to be a nude scene. I wrote the the comment, this movie has a vibe like a porno is going to break out at any minute throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It seems like whenever two people enter a room, they're going to fuck like the, the whole movie is like that. Yeah. Anyway, tell them about floor nine. There's a floor that's there's they're supposed to be like fumigating. 
and people keep going to it and hanging out on it when they're told to go, despite the fact that it's, it's all smog. Fumigated yeah, uh-huh. and these people. Exactly. Whether or not you know it's being fumigated, it is obviously being fumigated because it's covered in smoke. And these people go up there for various reasons, admittedly. It's not all uh-huh. just one reason. They go up there for various reasons. But the second you get up there and you're inhaling this shit, A, why would you be up there? B, your doctor fucking figure shit out so ultimately it's revealed that harry is actually harold and he's come for her heart get it because he's gonna carve out her heart and then there's why that requires him to kill a bunch of people let's go over i don't know let's go over that list of people here i was keeping track there's I'm, no rhyme or reason for why he kills these people. See if unless, you can figure this out. Unless you want to say that it was just to keep her there. There's a few that's just to keep her there. I'll 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 get to those, but here we go. This is the this is the kill list up until towards the end when I stopped paying attention. <laughs> yeah, we both did. Uh, number one, the blonde boy. Number two. The blonde doctor. This was supposed to be her doctor. And it's one of the reasons why she has to stick around so much is because nobody knows where she is. Number three, the janitor who finds the blonde doctor. Then it's the lab tech who is running the test results. That that There's an explanation there. Because she was going to figure out that it was bullshit. Yeah. And then the other lab tech who finds her. There's a trend you'll, you'll notice at this point where when they need to provide a body, they just have somebody stumble on the other body, and then that person needs to be immediately killed. You could just write that character out of the story, and you wouldn't it wouldn't change the story at all. They just needed an extra death. The fiancé, the shitty doctor, the one who gives her, who feels her up. Yeah, he totally, he totally molests her. He takes advantage of his position. Yeah. He is a total asshole. He never explains anything. He straps a woman down without giving her any cause to do so. They never explain to us why he does this. Like, even the audience doesn't know what the fuck is wrong with this chick. Like, if you were going to tell me that she, that they think she has some sort of, like, disease that could kill the rest of the fucking planet, maybe I'd understand. Do not watch this movie, I beg of you. Then they started running out of people to kill, but they still wanted to kill more people. So it's just some random surgeon being chased down the hall. He doesn't relate to anything. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Uh, Then it's the bald mustachioed surgeon. Uh, He's also killed. He's a dick. And then it's the end. He also treats her like shit. Uh, then it's the end. But yeah, he treats her like shit because he doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. A- and and that's that's the list of people that he kills. It also goes through these, in order to create suspense and scare her, there's a lot of instances where, or other people, where it's, oh my God, blood. No, it's not blood. Oh my God, blood. No, it's ketchup from a hamburger. Oh my God, blood. No, it's red paint that's just lying around for no reason whatsoever. It's a hospital. Why is there red paint here? Yeah. Even worse than that are the patients. Watching this movie, you might be inclined to think that this is a mental hospital because every patient she comes in contact with. Yeah, there's the drunk hamburger guy. Nuts. There are the three ladies. 
There's this guy who walks up and just stares yeah, at her. Yeah, that's the drunk hamburger guy. No, I'm also talking about the dude who's on the fucking walker who just walks up to her and stares at her until she walks away. She walks into a room where a bunch of people are on tubes for no reason. She walks in with a bunch of people on ventilators for no reason. It is the most... It. it I, I think it's pr- summed up pretty well in the idea that the director and the writer because it is the same person, has full-on said in an interview, I didn't know much about the horror genre, so I just kind of put everything together that was scary. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I got, only it wasn't scary. I would like to read down my list of comments in order, (laughs) and it'll tell the story. Okay. This choir, they're repeating something over and over again. This easel? You have no idea what they're saying. How long are we going to look at these fucking x-rays? Oh, (laughs) I actually wrote down. I see where the title comes from. Uh, This exam is really fucking uncomfortable, like really bad. Why is this taking so fucking long? He's moving so slow and we're seeing literally everything. I'm not even worried he's the killer, but he's a fucking creep. And then my next note. Everyone is a fucking creep. And then my next note, I wish something would just fucking happen. (laughs) How many doctors are we supposed to keep track of? Seriously, why do people keep just wandering around smoky hallways? And now why are the old women here? Why are you going toward the whispering voice? The room is just full of body casts. And then they start shaking around for some reason when she walks in the room. Are the old ladies in on it or something? This kind of shit really makes you appreciate quality horror. It's not as easy as people think. And this is why, the reason I wrote this down is because I got the impression that these people just wanted to make a horror movie and they had no idea how to do it. So they just hit on a bunch of moments. And they, they had no concern for the story. They had no concern for why they were doing anything other than, oh, this is what you do in a horror movie. Yep. And it, and it shows you exactly why horror movies are not just a series of tropes. Mm -hmm. There's, there's actual quality filmmaking involved because if there's not, you get shit like X-ray. If horror movies were just a series of tropes, this is what it would be. Mm -hmm. Where is literally anyone at one point she's running around the hospital and no one's there. What do you want? What I've always wanted your heart We're at the ending. Yeah. Is that you, Dr. Jacobs? The old ladies interrupt them. I just wrote that down because I wanted to remember that moment. Because those old ladies are just fucking bitches the entire time. And they're always in random places. And then they save her life because they show up right as he's about to kill her. I'm done. That's all my comments. So I'm skipping to the point where we last, I last helped you out before you started going through your notes. And at one point she's told to go to the doctor's lounge to look for her doctor, which I'm just like, why the fuck would she be allowed to go in there? He says, oh, I just saw your doctor a moment ago when she died like three hours ago. Uh These are the worst doctors of all time. Let me just use this doctor's phone without asking. Yeah. Bizarre pictures on the walls. Apparently there were bizarre pictures. I don't remember. I don't remember. I got really upset because not only did the doctor not explain anything, she never asked anything until it was too late. Yeah. 
Is she in a psych ward? A billion questions. <laughs> How is this crazy person not dying from the fum- fumigation or passing out? Yeah. He's up there constantly. Yeah. Why isn't he at least passed out? Right in front of her, yeah, those old ladies say all kinds of shit like she's old and rotten on the inside. Yeah. Like, they're making value judgments about her, but we don't know anything about her that would, like, it's not, there's no moral here. It's not like she did anything wrong, and that's why she's at the hospital, or she did anything wrong, and that's why she's getting judgment, or the old ladies did anything wrong. Like, what? Just write the old ladies completely out of the movie, and it's virtually the same, except for when they interrupt the murder at the end. When the fiancé comes in, because the fiancé eventually gets killed. She, she decides that she's going to leave. And he goes, don't you have to sign out? And she goes, why bother? I never signed in. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait. So, yeah, the fiance goes towards a whispering character. It's, the, it's, the, it's Harry. And he says, over here, come closer. Is she your mistress? Can you touch her wherever you like? like why would you approach that voice? In all her secret places. And the guy goes... What is this, a joke? Yeah, I'm sorry, but if what? I can't see who you are and you're whispering to me like that, come here. I wouldn't go. Can, can you touch her wherever you want? Like, at minimum, it's a patient there and they're nuts. And I'd just be like, bye? Like, wh- I would never feel invested enough to go find out what's going on behind that curtain. So in all capitals, I wrote this. OMG, I hate this movie. It's boring. It's stupid. Terribly written. Forever long. Nonsensical. These people have never been to a fucking hospital. <laughs> All in capitals. Yeah. <laughs> the anger this movie got out of me is absurd. I hate this movie. I hate that it exists. I hate that I sat through it. When she's finally being strapped down, she screams out, what's wrong with this hospital? And I wrote, I'd like to know, too. (laughs) And then my last thing I wrote was, please just fucking end. Yeah. So I hope you didn't watch this movie. Me, too. (laughs) Kelsey, what do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Trick question. 
It doesn't have a Rotten Tomato score. It does have an audience rating, though. Zero? No, it's not zero. Deserves zero. I understand. But you have to keep in mind what I said earlier about people that are like, it's a bad movie, but it's fun. I'm not going to even offer up a different score. It deserves a zero. The audience rating is 20%. That is bullshit. Uh, Yeah, zero. Zero. This movie was garbage. It was god-awful, and I hated it. Hated it. Hate that I've seen it. Hate that it exists. Hate that it happened. So we're gonna we're gonna move on and not talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. But before we move on to Valentine from two thousand and one, starring David Boreanaz and Denise Richards, slash cards, Kelsey, sock it to me. I think you'll understand the connection here. Okay. What Buffy the Vampire Slayer alum had to fight a family of cannibalistic mountain people in 2003's Wrong Turn? Which Buffy the Vampire Slayer alum? Mm -hmm. I don't even remember Wrong Turn. Can you tell me if it's male or female? It is a female. Is it Sarah Michelle Gellar? (laughs) It is Eliza Dushku. Oh my, of all the things... Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I wasn't even watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer when she was on it. Yeah, well, I never watched it, so I have no idea. <laughs> All right. I only picked it because of what's his name? What's his name? David Boreanaz. Yeah, he's Angel, right? He's no Angel, which they say uh-huh. in the movie. We'll get there. Don't worry. What actor played FBI profiler William Graham in Red Dragon from 2002? Edward Norton. That's correct. Considering he's my favorite actor, I was going to get it right. No, he's not. I feel like he is because you said he is at one point and now you're stuck with it. It's in my favorite movie all time. Yeah. And he's a fantastic actor. Yeah, also your favorite movie of all time. I feel like it's your favorite movie of all time because you said it once and now you're stuck with it. (laughs) I will beat you up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm in a bitter mood because we were talking about X-Ray. Do not fuck with Fight Club. (laughs) It will beat you up. All right. Well, go ahead and watch Valentine, I guess, if you want to. I love Valentine. You're a dick. I don't even care anymore. (laughs) You're a dick. We'll be back. And when we do come back, we'll talk about 2001's Valentine. So what do you think? Why am I surrounded by all this craziness? It's Valentine's. People get lonely and they start acting strange. You're not acting straight. This year, on February 2nd, love hurts. Someone want to be my Valentine? Valentine. Starts Friday, February 2nd. Kelsey, we were in such a hurry to get out of X-Ray that we didn't even talk about what Valentine is about. So we'll get into that real quick, but I also realize we didn't talk much about how X-Ray takes place at Valentine's Day, other than that's what started it when they were little kids. The hospital is decorated with Valentine's decorations, and he wants to take out her heart. Other than that, nothing about Valentine's. Next week's movie gets a little bit deeper into those connections. It does basically what X-Ray did, but way better. As does Valentine. As does Valentine, yeah. So Kelsey, why don't you tell us... What happens in Valentine? Like, just go through the story. In the sixth grade, a boy tries to dance with a bunch of girls. They all say no. One girl makes out with him. Kids make fun of her. And then he is claimed to be a... He attacked her. Yeah. Which fucks him up for the rest of his life. Apparently, yeah. 
cut to whatever, how many years later they're in college, and one by one, they are being killed right before or on Valentine's Day. Yeah, in the days leading up to it, sure. Yeah. And I wrote here, starts with the guy getting turned down and made fun of on Valentine's Day, just like X-Ray does. Shall we say what each one of them says? Because that becomes important. Go ahead. The first one, who as an adult is played by Katherine Heigl. Yeah. For all five minutes. She says, in your dreams. Shelly, dance with me. In your dreams, loser. (laughs) And here's the most tenuous connection between what they say and what happens. She dies laying down. I guess like she's sleeping. Anyway, continue. The second one says, ew. Oh, Louie? Will will you dance with me? Ew. And I recognize her as an actress, but I don't know what from. Legally Blonde, World's Fastest Indian. Legally Blonde. She's one of the friends. Yeah. It's Jessica Caulfield. So she says, ew. And then what happens as an adult? She gets sent chocolates that have maggots in them. Mm Mm-hmm. Then there's the girl that is eventually played by Denise Richards, and she says, I'd rather be boiled alive. Um, Paige, w- w- would you dance with me? I'd rather be boiled alive. And she dies in a hot tub. Then there is the nice girl. How do people know her? She was in Planet Terror and Never Been Kissed and Bubble Boy and Uptown Girls. That's right. That is Marley Shelton. So she, yeah, she says maybe later. Hi, Kate. Want to dance? Maybe later, Jeremy. Okay. Maybe later. And she does get with him later. Yeah. And then the final girl, the quote-unquote fat girl, she's just kind of chubby slightly. She says she'll dance with him and then she makes out with him and she gets caught and then she blames him she lies to other people and tells them that he attacked her and so now they all believe these this horrible thing about him check it out thick and thing getting it on you like it buffalo getting hot stop it get away from me is pervert at it again pervert attack you yeah jeremy attacked me he attacked me pervert jump buffalo I didn't know, pervert. Whereas he puts her in the mask and makes everyone believe that she was the killer when she really wasn't. Which is probably Chris's favorite part of the whole film because it ends with the chick from Bubble Boy. That's how I best know her. I'm sorry. (laughs) Or I guess Planet Terror as well. Yeah. She falls into his arms. So at this point in the film, at the very end, they've been dating, but like they Her have and a, David Boreanaz, who is in fact the kid. They have kind of a rocky relationship because he's an alcoholic. He's not a drunk. He's a borderline addictive personality who happens to like alcohol a lot. Uh-huh. So she falls into his arms at the end and she's already attacked him several times because she she thought it was him and she was right. Uh-huh. But at the very end, he puts the chubby girl into the mask that Jessica he's been Capshaw. wearing. Yeah. And so our girl shoots her. And so she never learns the truth. And when she falls into Angel's arms, mm-hmm. he starts to get a bloody nose, which is the teller. Yeah, that, that's that's the tell that he has where through the mask, he starts his nose starts bleeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I like it. I think it's... Uh, oh, it's it's classic. Okay, so it's directed by the same guy who did Urban Legend. It's very Urban Legend, although I feel like Urban Legend is a little bit more interesting in its premise. Uh, this probably has a more interesting ending, though. But it is that, you know, early 2000s post-Scream teen slasher flick. And they were all the same. So while we were watching this, I was really excited because I have a fondness for this film because I remember it from when I was at the exact age they were hitting, 13. I remember seeing this movie when I was 13 years old and thinking it was so much fun. Oh my God, you were 13. Yes. I graduated in 2001. <laughs> yeah. So I remember thinking it was really original because it was the guy that we all thought it was, but then we didn't think it was, but then it was. Yeah. And the humor is stupid now, but when I was 13, like there's this whole scene like the where- the cattiness that all the girls have. The and, cattiness. Yeah. And also there's a scene where the girls go on um, those 30 second date things. What are yeah. those called? Oh, yeah. Date, the speed dating, dating dash. Speed dating. Speed dating. You're right. Mm -hmm. When I was 13 it's, years it's, old, it's that was every, hilarious. It's every speed dating joke you've ever seen on any sitcom ever. <laughs> they're all garbage dates and they're all extreme examples of people that don't actually exist. And they're all, you know, shitty and they make fun of them for it. Yes. You know, my mother's family dates back to the Mayflower. I traced it myself. She makes her own turtlenecks. She had nine children. Awesome, huh? She's a, she's a pretty amazing woman. Says, I don't fulfill her needs. Sexual. It's obvious to me. Girl's gotta be a dyke. Greatest team in the history of professional football. 49ers! The Bible. The Bible is the foundation of morality and marriage. I was the perfect age for this movie when it came out. I loved it. I haven't seen it in years, admittedly. I still had a lot of fun. Does it have flaws? Sure. Chris pointed out that the pacing is bad. The humor. There is a scene where the chick who was chubby when she was younger comes home. She's super rich. And her father is with a girl that's like, maybe a year older than her or whatever. And this woman is like, you should respect me because I'm your stepmom. And she's just like, fuck you, you know. And this scene has really funny lines. You have to give it that. Sure, yeah. It's just that the acting is real bad and the direction is real bad. It is not Well, and the editing. Paced. It's edited so slow. Mm-hmm. Just real slow. Mm -hmm. Like this person never edited a movie before. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm sorry to the editor who is. What else has this person edited? I'm going to find out here. Steve Merkovich, who is known for editing Hardcore Henry, which I wasn't really interested in seeing. But he has edited some big schlock, such as I Know What You Did Last Summer and Con Air, <laughs> but probably more famously, he was the editor on Big Trouble in Little China. You know what stands out about the editing in Big Trouble in Little China? Uh, no, because the movie's just terrible in general. You don't want to say that on recording. <laughs> I was going to say nothing stands out about the editing in Big Trouble in Little China, but it's a pretty high profile movie. In any case, yeah, I know it's edited really, really slow, but I did notice that at least this one is actually about Valentine's Day, I wrote down. Mm -hmm. And 
Cupid's arrow. It's on theme. He kills somebody with arrows. Yes. So he sends them cards. He sends them candy, etc. Basically prepping them for the fact that they're going to be killed. But they do nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. There's even cops. And the, the cop thing goes nowhere except for harassing Denise Richards' character. That's the only thing that the cop does of any consequence in the whole movie. Yeah. Denise Richards basically just gets hit on by a, bu- by a bunch of assholes and she makes fun of them. Until... I mean, I, I kind of like her. Yeah, you like her as a character. Because she's like tough and a bitch, but like in a good way because she has to deal with this shit. Detective Vaughn, please remove your hand from my thigh. All right. Where would you like me to put it? How about up your ass? Have a good day. Another thing I really like about this movie is that none of the women, except for maybe the chubby girl, maybe, and I call her that not because she's chubby. That's how she's identified. That's, that's how she's identified. That yeah. She even give, has a whole speech about how she's the fat one. What? Oh, come on, Kate. You've always been the popular one. And Shelly was always the brainy one. And Lily was the fun one. And Paige was the sexy one. And I was the big, fat one. She's probably the only one that I would say is slightly weak. All the other female characters are pretty fucking strong. In that they don't... Catherine Heigl, when she's being attacked, she fights back. The chick who's getting... Who gets lost in the maze fights back. Yeah. Denise Richards fights all the men that are all at her throat. Even our main girl sticks up for herself before she even thinks that Angel is the killer. She's just like, you're an alcoholic. This is not a good relationship. I'm not going to be with you. And then when she thinks it's him, she full on kicks him in the balls. She runs away. Like she it's it's pretty empowering, to be honest. And that's another reason why I really like this movie. Were there any male victims? I think it was just all these women. No, the the cop they were dies. the target. The cop dies? Yeah, she finds his head. Oh, right. We don't we don't see it happen. He just shows up at the party. And to get rid of him, they kill him off. Yeah, they kill him off. And, and it also right. tells her, I think that's what alerts her to the fact that something is going on. Right. That's the first time she knows anybody's actually dead. They're worried about people. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to show up in L.A. and she never did. Like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But I would like to point out that this is the second movie that we've done in 19 episodes that I didn't realize I'd seen before <laughs> until I got to a certain part of the movie. Uh, the jacuzzi scene. Denise Richards' death. And I was like, oh, I have seen this movie before. And then I totally remembered the ending and it wasn't just that scene. But that's that's that should say something about how well this movie really sticks with you. Like, it's kind of just inoffensive as far as I'm concerned. Again, I was the perfect age. Yeah. Oh, 13 horror movie about. Yeah, no, totally. Plus, it's slasher, which I love, uh, and it harkens back to what is good about 80 slashers as opposed to fucking X-Ray, which was made at the height of it, and it is a piece of shit. Yeah, they shit. were obviously an X-Ray. They were obviously just capitalizing on, you know, movies like Friday the 13th came out in 1980 and, like, you know, movies around that time, and they're just like, we need to we need to make a, a, a slasher movie. Just just, just make it. Just, just put it in a place and then have people die and then don't think about anything else. Exactly. I mean, when you compare this to X-Ray, 
It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Right? It has story. It has acting. It has reason and rhyme. <laughs> um, and, and like Feel I said. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Uh, oh, the Winter Olympics are starting. <laughs> as I was saying, it's the perfect. I was the perfect age and it is empowering. And not a lot of horror movies portray women in that way. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Lightning round time, you think? Yes. We didn't really go through the plot step by step, but it's not. It is your typical it's slasher. T- it's pretty typical, yeah. Yeah, he he's just killing off all the girls that treated him like shit when he was a kid. Yeah. One thing that sticks out to me a lot about this that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So throughout the film, the girls are constantly guessing who it could be. Because even before they know that people are dying, they're getting these cards. They know someone is fucking with them, right? Yeah. So they're guessing who it could be. And all the girls kind of gang up on the chubby one and say, it's definitely your boyfriend. The, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Because you've only been dating him for a month. Did and he die? Yeah, You're right. Yeah, he dies. He gets killed. He was a dickhole, too. Yeah, he was a piece oh, of shit. Oh, and his ex dies, too. That's right. She does. And she tries not to. She actually fights fights against him. Yeah, except for the whole preppy sweater tied around the neck thing going for her and how much of a bitch she is to a person she doesn't even know because she doesn't like her boyfriend. This was very female empowering. She's like actually kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So they all think that it's her boyfriend because she's only been dating him for a month. She knows nothing about him, etc. And the reason that she sticks to him like glue is because she, again, I t- I'm telling you guys, she has a whole speech about it. I'm the fat one. Nobody ever liked me. No one ever paid attention to me until this guy. And he ends up being a total asshole. He's totally using her for her money. Anyway, so at one point, she turns to our main girl and she says, you know... It could be your boyfriend. She goes, what are you talking about? I've been dating him for forever. I know him. And she full on says, his mother is a teacher. His father is this. I know where they are, etc. But the But who the guy that she's dating ends up being, the killer, his parents are dead. So... The ending is a great twist because it ends with, oh, they're together and she'll never know... But she would know if she stayed with him. Right. And she got to, she's like, well, when am I going to meet your parents? It's and a plot she, hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably my biggest flaw with it. That's very glaring. Yeah. There's a bunch of times in this movie where it doesn't make a lot of sense how he gets away with the things that he gets away with. Like, for example, in the very first scene with Katherine Heigl, she is practicing on a cadaver which chris and i talked about doesn't make a lot of sense because she's a med student she's like uh, she's a med student but she's like alone right and yeah anyway so it's pretty clever she walks out of the room she comes back in she thinks it's a cadaver it's covered over the face because she was afraid of it it made her uncomfortable so it's kind of clever But at the same time, what did he do with the body? So this is the classic slasher conundrum. Right. You know what he did with the body. She goes to the locker, opens it up, the body falls out, and she's like, oh my God, then what was that on the table? She turns around, there's nobody on the table. How could he have done it without her hearing him? That's the slasher conundrum where the cool thing to do is to set up these scenarios 
but it begs questions that you don't have answers to. Like, for instance, when a body is propped up in the exact position for it for them to open a door and for it to fall on them, <laughs> it's scary, yes, but then it begs the question, did the killer, and, and, <laughs> is it Jason or Michael Myers or whomever who's whacked out of their heads, <laughs> did they take the time to set up a Home Alone scenario where you open a door and a thing falls? Like, oh man, she's going to really freak out when she sees this. Like, <laughs> no, your objective is just to murder them. Like, what? It, it, it implies that there are things we don't see that are just fucking ridiculous. Yes. And that's a problem with the slasher genre that the best slashers don't fall prey to. That's not true. Wouldn't you say the Halloween is one of the best slashers? Of I mean, all like, time? I mean, like anymore. Like you learn from that. They were like the first ones, right? So, okay. like, so they get a free pass. They, they get a pass. Absolutely, they get a pass. Yeah. There's some funny lines when they're at the girls. They're at Catherine Heigl's funeral, and Denise Richards takes off her jacket. And she's oh wearing yeah, this we're at a funeral. <laughs> Jesus, Paige, it's a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> pretty great she's like what <laughs> there there's a lot of comedy in this film which i yeah. also appreciate mm-hmm. there's a part where he cuts her power so she has to put her hair in the fucking toilet because she's been oh washing yeah her hair. she's been in the shower and her hair's all soapy yeah uh-huh. I mean, what did like, you say kelsey i said no way uh-huh i said there's no fucking way i, would I do just, that. but i just dry my hair and deal with the flakes <laughs> that's pretty funny you know like they didn't need yeah. to include that it's a cute shit, little moment they do. sure yeah the thought that like, well, oh, yeah, the the water cut out while you were in the middle of your shower. People would ask, well, then what did you do? Your hair was also so they turned it into something funny, which is pretty neat. And, and another funny scene, the blonde, curly haired chick who we know from uh, Legally Blonde, she's dating this artist who has this ridiculous Ugh. art show. And like one of the things is that he is a maze. <laughs> Yeah, where you split up the men and the women and you're supposed to get to know the people without seeing them or something weird like that. It's, yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. So she's making out with him and this chick shows up and she's like undressing and she's like, uh-huh. uh, who's that? And he goes, that's Amy. And she says, what do you mean that's Amy? And then he goes, it's not like we're in junior high school. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Waka waka. Yeah. And then she like runs away and he goes, so does that mean you're not going to be my Valentine? And I'm like, what are, what are you talking about? <laughs> they need to get the name of the movie in there. Like the scene, like these scenes. He says the name, you wins the money. I think you can just tell that they were having fun. And that has, that makes me have fun. Yeah. You know, like sure. that scene is silly. And then another funny line. The cop gets a picture of the kid that they fucked with in high and junior high, and he's made it so that he's older. And our mean girl goes, don't you have any pictures of him as an adult? Yeah. And we both had the same reaction. And then the cop says something to the effect of, if, if we I did, did yeah. don't you think we'd be looking at them? <laughs> like, it's just, it's great because it's like poking fun at itself. Uh-huh. And I, you know, when you can make fun of yourself, I love you so much more. Yeah. Somebody says, well, you don't have to be bitchy, and I thought it was hilarious. Dorothy, you met this guy a month ago, and he's staying with you? Excuse me, Paige, but there have been guys whose last names you didn't know that you let into your pants. I'm just letting this guy into my house. Well, you don't have to be bitchy. At one point, the girl's neighbor has, like, gotten into her house and is putting on her underwear, 
and the the uh yeah, the great Kate guy. Yeah, and the killer comes in and it's just her boyfriend <laughs> and he goes, I am not well. Like <laughs> that's an excuse and he's just like, Well fuck you and kills them. And like these scenes are so funny. I think that's a thing I really like about this movie is that it does not take itself seriously. It's a little silly, yeah, uh huh. And not in a dumb, this is a bad movie kind of way, like X-Ray. I liked that the cop, even though he was an asshole, was not inept. He picked up on shit and he followed uh-huh. leads, you know, like a cop J-M- fucking should. Why? Like, you knew a guy named such and such? Jeremy Melton. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't think to say anything? At one point, Linkin Park is playing in the background. It's 2001. Of yes. course they were. Yes. And they talk about phone tag. And it's like, it's so fun. At one point, Denise Richards is with this guy that she was attracted to and then like they go upstairs and she's just like you brought me up here to show me your penis how sweet like there's just so many great lines yeah and he's like a total dick she's a little bitchy but like because she has to deal with this stuff so she's like a strong character i i I like her the only other thing i mean i have a bunch of things but like the last thing i'm gonna talk about is the fact that she should definitely know that it is angel at the end, because when she found the head of the cop floating in the water where she finds the head, she finds this note that says IOU, and she had given that to him earlier yeah, uh-huh. as a Valentine's Day gift. Yeah. And that alone. Well, that's why she's like, oh my God. Right. That's what makes him. her think and she, it's like, him. She kicks him in the balls, and yeah. So that didn't go away. It's, right. Yeah. That didn't that didn't not happen. Yeah, that fucking uh, happened. So, you know, there's even though I love the ending, I think it's really clever. It's like a subversive ending, you know. Yeah. It doesn't really work. No. Logically. It's just fun. That's yeah. all. I think this movie is so much fun. I love it. I'm sorry. It's a little slow paced. The pace is bad. I'll admit that. So, given that, what do you think? It got on Rotten Tomatoes. I already kind of knew. I don't know what the number is. I know it wasn't very high. I'm, I think it was 57. Am I totally off? You're way off. Huh. 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. That was really sad. Uh, to, to give you a little perspective, because I know we said that X-Ray was 20, uh, Valentine's audience score was 33, at least. So, 8%. The consensus is Valentine is basically a formulaic throwback to conventional pre-scream slasher flicks. Critics say it doesn't offer enough suspense or scares to justify its addition to the genre. Yeah. I think it is fun. It feels a little bit like empowering the movie we're going to talk about next week. Like a modern version. Like a a post-scream version of the pre-scream movie we're going to watch for next week. Which which we'll tell you in a little bit. So what would you give it then, Kels? I'd give it a 65. A 60, I think, I'd give it. So you did like it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not as bad as it's 50-50, but it's fun, I guess. I don't really have strong thoughts on it either way. Yeah, it's hard for me to tell if I love it because I loved it when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't know. I see the flaws, I see that it's not a great movie, but it's so much fun and it's funny. I like it. I'm sorry. Kelsey, what are we watching next week? It is going to be a double feature. Another double feature. Of My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, we had seen My Bloody Valentine before, although Kelsey, I think you forgot most of it, right? 
Yeah, surprisingly, because all I remembered was how much I loved it. And yeah. then I, I had totally forgotten everything that happened in it. <laughs> so we'll be watching that next week, as well as the... 2009? Remake. I don't know if I've ever seen it. I might have. I feel like we did. I know. I feel like we made a point to see it. And I feel like I hated it, but I don't remember. Like, I, I didn't... Here's the thing. I don't remember either movies. I remembered that I loved the original, and I feel like I hated the new one. Yeah. But I don't know. So you should definitely watch the original 1981 My Bloody Valentine. It's a great romp. Why are we talking <laughs> about this? This is next week. I know. I'm saying a primer for okay. between now and then. All right. Uh, you, can, you can watch it, and we will talk about it next week. Until then, you can reach us at podcemetery at gmail.com make any recommendations or provide your comments for any of the movies that we have watched or are going to watch you can also follow us on twitter at pod cemetery until next time my name is chris my name is kelsey and as we say at the end of every episode of pod cemetery roses are red violets are blue they'll need dental records to identify you don't wanna be buried in a pet cemetery. I don't want to live my life again. I don't wanna be buried in a pet cemetery. I don't want to live my life again. Fall addicted to the sacred place, the scene of dreams. Tell me it's not Shop Girl. What? Why what? You're talking about the Steve Martin movie? Yes. <laughs> what? Why would you? What? You talked about shopping. <laughs> no, I'm talking about a shopping bag. I understand you already made this point, Kelsey. <laughs> well, it needs to be made again because this movie is a piece of shit. You also made that point already. <laughs> I hate this movie. I hate that it exists. I hate that I sat through it. It's a bad movie, but it's fun. Suck it to me. You look great, Kate. How about a date, Kate? You could be my mate, Kate. You're scary, Gary. This could be our fate, Kate. What about her, her speech? Come on, Kate. You've always been the popular one, and Shelly was always the brainy one, and Lily was the fun one, and Paige was the sexy one, and I was the big, fat one.